you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Thank you for tuning in to Balance Black Girl. My name is Les, I'm your host, and this is the place to be if you're trying to find your balance. We have conversations all about what it means to be happy, healthy, thriving, doing the best we can with what we got, Mariah said. That's all, all we're all trying to do. And I'm happy that you're here. So I will be honest with you, this week I had an entirely different episode planned. I had it all mapped out, I had my script, I practiced, I rehearsed. And it just wasn't vibing. The message wasn't hitting. I didn't feel like it was necessarily what people needed to hear. And I didn't feel like it was something that I could particularly deliver. And I had a little bit of a panic moment because we're kind of a professional operation now. Like I'm in a studio, I have network now. This is not me recording in my closet like I used to when I first started where I can just be willy nilly. I need to have a little bit of intention. And I was like, okay, the topic is gonna come. And the topic that came to mind for me as I came in to sit down and record today was stop settling. It is a lesson that I am in the process of learning and that has repeatedly tested me over the past few years, but is also, I think, a message that we all need. And so Today's conversation might be a little bit less polished. It might be a little less structured because I don't have my usual breadth of preparation because this topic, this conversation is gonna be a little bit more off the cuff, but that's all right. I think we can roll with it because I think that it's a lesson that we all need to hear in one way or another. My experiences with settling, I've done it so much. And I think that we all have in different contexts, whether that's in relationships, whether that's in career. I think a lot of us are pre-programmed to settle and we start earlier in our lives settling because we don't know any differently. When we accept what is immediately around us or what is immediately given to us, or we only mimic what we see without having any intentionality of, is this what I want? Is this what I am fulfilled by? Is this what my desire is? it can be very easy to settle. Now, on the other hand, I don't necessarily think that the idea of settling or not settling has to be something grand. It doesn't mean that you have to move across the world and make millions of dollars and date 
whoever famous person to not be settling either. I think settling is a feeling and it's not something that can be defined by a certain set of markers from other people. It is a feeling that you have within yourself. You know when you are settling for something that is not in alignment with your core essence or with your core desire. And for some people, different things can feel differently. Living in a certain city or having a certain job or being in a relationship can be deeply fulfilling to you. And maybe to another person, those same things feel like settling. And it doesn't mean that those things are good or bad, but it means that you have to define that for yourself. But I think for a lot of us, when it comes to settling, we do it because we don't know any differently. And we ignore the discomfort that we have when we do settle for so long until it gets to the point where we can't ignore it anymore. And that's what I want to explore with you today because I've been there many times. I almost feel myself in that place right now. And anytime I get that feeling or I get that tug or that pull or that ping, that's when I know, okay, it's time to shift a little bit. It's time for me to lean into this and it's time for me to listen to what is not feeling good about this current situation. And I'll also be honest, part of this was inspired by some of the dust settling after some of the conversations had, thanks to our good brother, Tyler Perry, and the viral clip that was going around a little bit ago about our relationships and who we choose to partner with and what our options are for partnership, where essentially the premise of that clip was If what somebody has to give you is less than your desire, that's okay. Take them in anyway. And for some people, maybe that is okay. And for other people, maybe that's not okay. And I want to explore that a little bit because I think we get so up in arms about these clips and about these things that people say when I think the whole point of them saying it is to get us upset. It is to go viral and then we react and then we do these think pieces and then we get all up in arms about who's telling us to settle and who doesn't and what's this and what's that. But I think at the end of the day, actions speak louder than think pieces. So if you are in a place of not settling, what Tyler Perry or somebody else, anybody else has to say doesn't matter because you know that you're not settling for that anyways. So if there's any takeaway that I want you to have, it's that actions speak louder than think pieces. What actions are you putting forward that show that you are not settling? And someone else's desire for you to settle has literally no power over your actions and what you decide to do. Now, something else that I think is really important when we talk about settling is this idea of worth. Conversations around settling, I think, get us confused about knowing our worth. And I might have kind of an unpopular opinion about knowing our worth. I actually don't like that phrasing around us being worthy or having a certain worth and maybe some people are more worthy and that's why they have more other people are less worthy and that's why they settle for less i don't know if i buy into this idea of us having a worth because we're not a commodity we're not cattle we are not something that has a certain 
monetary value or a stock price. We are human beings who are existing. And I actually think that our discernment and our ability to use discernment over what situations we are in or what we choose to be a part of or what we choose to stay in is a lot more important than our worth. And when we talk about people knowing their worth, I actually think that people are knowing their discernment because we're all worthy. We all inherently, I think, have a neutral worth as human beings, where we have core needs, core desires to be loved. Everybody deserves to be loved. We're not always entitled to the love that we want from who we want to get it from, but I think everybody has a baseline level of worth. And so this idea of other people receiving different things because they're more worthy, I don't think is true. But I do think that when people have good discernment and they listen to it, then they can sometimes end up in situations that are more aligned. So if you feel like you're struggling with knowing your worth, I just invite you to reframe that a little bit because your worth is there. It exists. It's neutral. It's inherent. It is what it is. But what is it about your intuition or your discernment that you are not listening to that is allowing you to stay in these situations that are not good for you? Take some time to think about that and to reflect on that because your worth, it's there. It is what it is. It's not changing. So how can you lean into understanding your intuition a little bit more? We use our devices for just about everything, work, play, connection, entertainment, but we're also in a bit of a silent battle with our devices every day because they are slowly and stealthily draining us. Our biology is changing to meet the demands of the information age, but why and what can we do about it? If you're interested in finding the answers to these questions and just understanding how our relationship with our devices impacts our well-being, you have to listen to the Body Electric podcast on NPR. As somebody who works in social media, it's really hard for me to have a healthy relationship with my phone and other devices, and it's something that I'm constantly working on. So I've really enjoyed listening to Body Electric. It's an interactive six-part series that investigates how our relationship with technology is impacting our health. From nearsightedness and mass psychogenic illnesses to type 2 diabetes rates doubling in young people, Body Electric is partnering with Columbia Medical School to find out why. Body Electric touches on topics like tips for parents, mental health, debunking popular beliefs, and provides a feel-good tone with solutions you can take part in. Because how often do we listen to news or informative programming and almost feel overwhelmed or feel powerless, like all of these things are out to get us? But what I appreciate about Body Electric is it's actually really hopeful and uplifting and provides a lot of tangible advice for ways we can have more healthy relationships with our devices. With the mounting pressures of today's society, Body Electric strives to help lighten your load mentally and physically. Listen now to Body Electric on TED Radio Hour from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I want to talk about the different areas of life that we tend to settle in. And I think that there are some main categories. I would say one career, two, environment, three, friendships, four, romantic relationships. I would say those are probably the four main categories that we settle in most often. But the thing about settling is if you're settling in one area, 
it's going to bleed out into everything else. You're going to be settling in every other area. It is why so many of us, myself included, have experienced that crazy post-breakup glow up where (laughs) all of a sudden you go through a breakup and then you magically somehow get an exercise routine, a new job, another degree, and a new house in the span of three weeks after your breakup. (laughs) We've all done it. And it's because when you're no longer settling or you're no longer putting that energy into something that's not serving you, you then have so much more to give yourself and to give the other areas of your life. So if you think, oh, this one area is good, I'm not settling there, but oh, this other area, I'm stuck. I would actually look at holistically what it is that you're accepting across the board, because chances are, if you are settling when it comes to work, then there's probably some settling in your relationships as well. And it's why we really want to be aware of what we're doing and what we are allowing. So going back to those four categories, I think the first I said was career, ways that we're settling in our career. This is one that is especially pertinent because I think this is probably where I'm at, like the category where I am settling the most. And I've had a lot of conversations about this today where I've gotten some good advice and I've gotten a magnifying glass pointing out the ways in which I'm settling some in my professional life. But that can be staying in roles that we know we're overqualified for, staying in places where we're not being compensated fairly. And we know that compensation is not coming, being passed over for promotion emotions and continuing to stay in roles where we know that company or that organization is not investing in us or investing in our growth when we're taking on the work of other people in the workplace, even though it's not on us and we're not being compensated to do so. These are all examples of ways that we settle in the workplace. And I think sometimes it's tempting to settle in the workplace because we can get comfortable. We can be used to maybe a certain benefit or Even if it's chaotic, if it's chaos that we're familiar with, then sometimes that can feel more comfortable than chaos that we're unfamiliar with, or we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to be perceived as greedy or asking for too much. And we already know that for us, we tend to be perceived all different kinds of ways. But in what ways is playing small in your career or accepting work that's not yours or being taken advantage of or overworked or underpaid, how is that impacting the rest of your life? Because I would be willing to bet that it's impacting the rest of your life a whole lot. If all of your energy is going into work that is draining you, what do you have left for anything else? If you're not being fairly compensated for the work that you do, how are you able to take care of yourself and take care of what's around you? It's something that spills out into everything else. And so I'm in this season where I'm learning how to level up in my career and not settle and being really unapologetic about thinking big and being big and stepping into what I want. And I invite you to do the same if you feel yourself settling when it comes to career. Now, the other area that we tend to settle in is friendships. And this can be for a lot of reasons. I think we can get very used to toxic friendships or very used to one-sided friendships that are not reciprocal and no longer serving us. And I think we do this because maybe we've known people for a long time. It's been a long-standing friendship or we've been through a lot in the past or we've known them since we were young and we feel like we need to stay friends or be friends in a certain way. But if your friendships are not ultimately helping you grow and it's not a reciprocal thing, you're not all helping one another grow, how else is that impacting your life? I think we've all heard the expression, 
you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time around. Are you spending time around people who are helping you grow, who are helping you be to where you want to be? Are you helping the people in your circle grow? Are you sharing resources? Are you working with one another? Are you lifting one another up? If not, then you may be settling for friendships that are not ultimately serving you. And that doesn't necessarily mean that for some of these friendships that you have to just kick people to the curb, but it could mean that you approach this friendship in a different way. Maybe you don't do everything with this person. Maybe if you find that this person is negative and anytime that you're around them, you just don't feel motivated. You don't want to go after your goals. You don't want to do whatever it is that you need to do, or they talk bad about the things that you want to do. You limit your access to them or you hang out with them in certain settings, maybe with groups where their spirits are going to be lifted a little bit more and it can be more of a positive situation. Maybe they're not who you go to when you're really excited about something. Maybe in that instance, you can go to another friend who is going to be a little bit more uplifting or more constructive in ways that they can support you. So really understanding in your friendships, not necessarily cutting people out, but knowing who to go to for what and also how to be that in return is really important because if you are in friendships where people are doing the same old things in the same old places and you know that's not who you want to be or where you want to be, how do you expect to be where you want to be? You can't do that if you are only in those spaces doing the same old things with the same old people. So that's where it could be time to expand a little bit. Now, similarly to that, the other area where I think we tend to settle is around environment. Now, this could be staying in a city that is no longer serving you, or it could be around not taking care of your home or not taking care of your space and feeling really uninspired around the spaces that you're in or around the circles that you're in that really closely bleeds into that friendship settling space. And I have felt this a lot. I felt that when I left my hometown and it was something that I struggled with a lot in my 20s, like no shade to my hometown. It's a beautiful city, but I felt like what life had to offer me there, what is available there, what the lifestyle is there was not conducive to who I wanted to be. And while there are beautiful parts and incredible people that I love, if there was a lifestyle that I knew that I wanted or aspirations that I knew I wanted to reach, it simply wasn't possible in that environment. It didn't exist in that environment. And so for me, changing my environment was something that was really key to not settling for the same jobs, not settling for the same social situations. That's all really closely linked. Now, moving isn't something that everybody needs to do and also is hard to do and it's expensive and not always an option. But how can you create a space for yourself that is inspiring? So maybe the city that you're in is not the most uplifting place, but what can you do in your home? What can you do in your room? Can you create a corner of your room that is encouraging and uplifting? Can you create a, a small network or a small circle of people where you have a safe space, where you all connect together to dream bigger and to push one another? and not settle together. So what can you do with what you have to create an environment that is conducive to your growth? Now the last category, and this is probably the area that most of us think about most often when it comes to not settling is around romantic relationships. In fact, if you go on TikTok right now and you search not settling, 
you will get thousands of videos that come up and 99% of them will be about dating and about relationships. And it will be a person in a setup similar to what I'm doing right now with a podcast microphone looking very official with some like TikTok elevator music in the background, giving you inspiring quotes around why you should not settle. I'm not trying to be that because I think it's a little bit cheesy. <laughs> no shade. And you, if you want to go look up some of those cheesy quotes online about not settling, you can do that. However, when it comes to not settling in our relationships, especially as women, it is actually critical to our well-being that we don't do that. And I'm not going to tell you what that is for you if someone makes a certain amount of money or if someone has these certain qualifications or qualities. Again, settling is a feeling. So what is it that you want out of the people who you are most intimate with and spend the most time around? I don't think that it is a certain set of criteria. I think that it is unique to you. But what is really important when it comes to not settling in relationships is not listening to external noise. So it's not about what your friends think you should do in your relationships. It's not about what your parents think that you should look for in a partner. It's not about what Tyler Perry says you should do when you're looking for a mate. What is it that you want? What feels good and fulfilling and supportive to you? What is net positive in your life? What is expansive? What is a partnership or a relationship that feels life-giving to you? For me, I think it looks like somebody who is super secure in their success and in what they do. I'm not going to get into the semantics of finances and what that looks like, but as somebody with a public-facing platform that does really well, I can't date somebody who is insecure and doesn't have as much going on and is resentful of women who are successful and in their power. That is literally a safety issue for me as a woman, for a lot of us. So that's something that I think about. What is life-giving? What is expanding? So if I feel like I need to shrink myself or shrink my desires or cower in the corner just so that someone else feels big, that to me feels like settling going along with that theme that settling is a feeling. And it also ties back into that idea of our discernment is what determines our worth, not these outside factors, not how we look, not how much money we make, not how we dress, not are we suiting any kind of gaze for whoever it is that we want to attract? How well are we able to use and follow our discernment? Now, circling back to what I was saying at the beginning of the episode about the Tyler Perry clip that I think a lot of us have seen, a lot of us have a lot of takes on it, a lot of us probably feel the same way of like, why are we constantly being told to settle for less? Which, agreed. But I don't really care about who is trying to convince me to settle for less because I can't be convinced to settle for less. What other people think about what we deserve and what we should settle for does not matter because I think when we are walking in that discernment, when our standards are unshakable, unclockable, and we continue to move forward in that, then the opinions of other people, what they think we should have, 
what they think we deserve does not matter because our standards are unshakable. Our discernment is unshakable and we walk in that and we move forward in that. When it comes to not settling in relationships, something that we often tend to get stuck on is this fear of being alone, is this fear of being single. I have been there. I have been in relationships that should have ended long before they did because I had that same fear. And what helped me as I have exited some of my most recent relationships is realizing that the longer I stay there, the more that I am guaranteeing, I'm almost making a promise with myself that I'm okay not getting my needs met or not being loved the way I want to be loved or appreciated the way I want to be appreciated. And I would so much rather be single and be free and have the possibility to at any time receive the love that is actually meant for me versus staying with somebody to have somebody who is not going to love me properly, who has chosen to not love me properly, who is not taking feedback, who is not stepping up to the plate. Do you see the difference there? The longer we stay in those situations, the more we're making a commitment to ourselves to continue settling for less than what we deserve. And we're basically just making a promise to ourselves to not get what we need versus if you're willing to be alone, you are saying to yourself, I am so good with where I'm at and I'm so ready and able to receive exactly what's for me that I can receive this at any time versus staying in something that's not for you. You know, you're never going to get it. And when I finally had that moment, I was like, oh, I get it now. I would so much rather do my own thing and be open and ready to receive what is actually going to be fulfilling for me than staying in this situation where somebody has already shown that they're not going to be what I need. Because let me tell you, if you're afraid of being single and being lonely, nothing is lonelier than being in a relationship with somebody who does not care about you and does not care about what you need and does not care to love you properly. Nothing is lonelier than that. Trust me, I have been there multiple times. I'm just saying, if you're nervous about being single, I can tell you, having been on both sides, the choice is yours. But I would rather be open to actually getting what I need than staying in a situation where it's pretty much guaranteed that I'm never going to get it. I want to talk about when we have these standards for ourselves, when we're walking in that discernment of what we deserve, of what we desire, what does that look like? Because I also think sometimes standards can be walls. We call it standards, but we use it to keep people out. And we also use it to hold ourselves to really high standards and to be really harsh on ourselves. And it's really important to have standards out of love because how you treat yourself sets the bar for how you allow other people to treat you. It sets the bar for how you let people treat you at work, for how you let people treat you in friendships, for how you let people treat you in relationships. The environment that you keep sets the tone for the environments and the spaces that you will be in. So really keeping your commitments to yourself is what helps you maintain that high standard out of love. Now, also when it comes to our standards, it's really important to look at our desires. What is it that we actually desire out of these different spaces? What is it that we desire out of work? Do we look for certain skills? Are we looking to make a certain amount of money? Are we looking to get in certain rooms? Are we looking to have certain experiences? And is that desire coming from within us or is it coming from what someone else wants for us? When we are looking at our friendships, 
what is it that we want out of friendship? Are we being friends with somebody out of proximity to what they have or out of optics or out of obligation? Or are we exploring this friendship because it's nourishing and because there is a connection and because we want to grow alongside these people? When it comes to romantic relationships, are we in these relationships because we're like, oh, I guess I'm this age and it's time to get going. It's time for me to do this. This person is just here. Well, they express interest in me, so I'm just going to go with it. Or is it because there is an actual desire that we have in our heart for companionship? We know what it is that we need to feel loved and this person is actually meeting those needs. So where is that desire coming from? When your desire and when your standards are coming from within yourself, it is so important. And that's also when your standards are unclockable. Because the thing about having high standards is other people will try to talk you down from your standards all the time. And again, I know we've been using Tyler Perry as the punching bag for this, but let me tell you, some of the people who will be the quickest to talk you down from your standards will be your friends will be your family, will be people who are close to you who are maybe okay with having less or having things that look a little bit different or accepting things in relationships that you wouldn't accept. And so when your standards are higher or you're willing to do a little bit more or you're willing to set a boundary, they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute, you're holding up a mirror to what I'm not doing. You're holding up a mirror to what I'm willing to accept. And I don't like this. So I'm going to try to bring you down to where I'm at. And that's, again, where you have to use your discernment for yourself to follow what the desire within you is, not what this external desire that this other person has. Because what they have is going to make them comfortable. They want you to stay where they're at. But what is it that you want? That should be your guiding light. I think the number one thing that you can do when it comes to not settling is to call your energy back. Call your energy back from people who want what's different from you than what you want for yourself. Call your energy back from any person, place, or thing that wants to drain you or wants you to settle for less. Bring that desire back, whether you meditate on it, whether you journal about it, what it is that you really want, what your desires are, what you want to get out of the relationships and the jobs and the spaces and the circles that you're in. Call your energy back to that and get crystal clear on what it is you want without any external influence or input. What is it that you want? Call your energy back. Call your power back. So that when you see those clips go online about what we should and shouldn't do, it won't even upset you because you know your discernment and your standards are unshakable, unclockable. They're uniquely yours and that they're going to guide you in the right direction. So that's what I have. It's a short and sweet one today. Just the word that was put on my heart about not settling, how I don't want any of us to settle. I want us all to have the absolute best because we all deserve it. And I think that we can all have it as long as we're calling our power back and we're listening to ourselves. So if you liked this episode, make sure you're subscribed to Balanced Black Girl on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you're following on social as well. You can follow me at Balance Less across all platforms. And I'm here putting out new episodes for you every Tuesday. So I will see you next week.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.